0: Okay, welcome to this episode of Night Night Problems with Gen Z ain't One. Today we're talking about videography, and we've got a videographer in the house. Sam, introduce yourself.
1: Good morning, I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not morning, but uh, yeah, I'm Sam. Uh use a camera for a living. Um, that's about it, really. Nice. I wouldn't say I'm particularly specialist, but uh, you get, to get the guests to give
2: in. I mean, you're you're professional now, aren't you? You're paid by, you paid to by technical
1: that. terms yeah have probably.
0: you done 10,000 hours plus
1: uh, no that's ooh. expert is it not I
0: thought that was professional it is in sports isn't it I don't
1: know no. it's definitely a couple of thousand hours um, I'll, have to, I'll have to come back to on that one but
0: that's fine a lot of
1: time too much time
0: cool well you're here with me Holly and me Connor <laughs> so, videography. I have a nice little quote which I thought was really snappy.
2: Yeah, keep but, it off with a quote.
0: Content is king and video is the crown.
2: Ooh. Who's that quote from? I recognise that
0: quote. I don't remember. <laughs> I
2: just it's like, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> it is. I'm is still it? Like that.
0: I thought it was really nice.
2: King, yeah. I do like that.
0: Um, but yeah, I think it just summarizes nicely how fruitful and promising video is now yeah. and growing for the future.
1: Oh yeah. There's so much like money and entertainment involved in there and I think it's going to get to the point where everyone's just videos all day every day not, not even necessarily audio just scrolling through reading subtitles yeah that's true you know anything I watch like tutorial wise or it's all video like it's so much easier to watch a video than read something I think I'm a, a bit of a visual learner as well or,
2: I think I we take, all are becoming visual learners yeah there. I think
1: you're taking a lot more information from visuals over reading something so you know, even if you put like, you put an animation with a stat and say, a little graph wasn't there. You're probably going to just kind of add a new dimension. Don't you? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So I've got a question for you. Okay. In your opinion, in what scenario do you think is the right situation to have hire in-house a videographer or outsource? Um, I
1: thought about this the other day. And I think, I think obviously part of it's the money. Um, I think if you in-house have enough videography work, you're hiring, you're outsourcing, you know, on a weekly basis, on every couple of days, you just keep outsourcing and outsourcing. It probably becomes more cost-effective at some point to have someone in-house doing uh, the video for you. Um, at the same time, it really depends. I think it depends on the skill set of the person because you know sometimes you have someone that just does video, whereas if you have someone that does. Video, photo, and something else, then that person becomes a lot more valuable, and it means you can sort of go more digital than just going video, I think. Um, so it really depends on the business, I guess. Like it's, I guess the, the other thing is you'd hope that it's a constant stream of video, not just we've got this one project, let's yeah. hire someone. You know, yeah, like I think you need that constant stream of work, otherwise that person becomes just useless at some point. I
0: was going to say that. I feel like it's dictated by how much. Content you need to produce, if it's a single like evergreen piece that would just be featured on a website or part of like a campaign which can kind of last, then I think yeah you could outsource. But larger projects where you need to hire multiple outsourcing agencies, etc., it'd be beneficial, in my opinion, Mm. to just to hire someone with the particular skill set that you need.
2: I was uh, I was just thinking about how difficult it must be for time management for the freelance people who don't actually have you know. You know, a go-to every day because we just turn up at work and you know, work. But for them, but <laughs> they've got to find different you know avenues of income. Yeah. And I can't imagine it's there all the time. It, it must be hard to like sort of.
1: Yeah, I did. Um, so I was at university. I was doing freelance on the side, um, and it's very. Oh, you've got four jobs at once, and then you have zero jobs. And then you have three jobs, and then you have one job, and like it's very back and forth. Mm. Um.
0: I think that would overwhelm me also.
1: Yeah, right. it's hard not having a set routine almost and some nights being up really late and then, you know, having to go to different places. And the other thing, a lot of it is travel to this place to film there. So. Um, and I think now working in a company doing videos, it's a lot easier to sort of manage yourself and, like, you get to use your whole skill set rather than what I'd find is... Um, I get hired to do a video that I don't really have any passion or interest for and you're just sort of dragging it out. Whereas yeah. I think once you're working in a company, if you enjoy being in that company, it's, you know you get to show your creativity as part of that company rather than going, I have to do this, but next week I'd never have to think about it again. Um, it's definitely yeah, different. You- like It's it's a, it's a weird mix of points. Um, but yeah... Did you ever, Connor? Did you ever think about? Because I know you, you. He
0: thinks about everything with his side hustles. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever um, think about?
1: Because I, I think you're quite technically proficient person you oh thank you <laughs> 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 it's alright
2: <laughs> um, I've dabbled in it I do every time I go in a shop I always think about how I'd make a little promo video for them yeah. I, I don't know why like if we're going to a coffee shop I always imagine like a slow pan around the coffee machine yeah. and some guy doing a cool thing on there I would love to have like a little snippet inside your brain oh, it's all <laughs> over the place you don't want to be in there <laughs> I don't want to
1: see it. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible
2: but I was going to say it must be hard because you're saying at times you've got four jobs on the go it must be hard to be able to produce original creative content, you know, each time. Do you ever run into like a, a writer's block, a videographer's block almost?
1: I think almost every day you have that block you reach with uh, projects where, obviously every time you do something you want to make something unique. Mm. I think a lot of people find that formula know it makes money and follow that and follow that. And I think it's a lot of the depth of creativity in the way that, once you have that formula down it's it's the easy option almost Mm -hmm. um and i i I think it's always more interesting to me and i'm sure there will be points where i just remake the same video because i have to but a lot of the time it's um you sort of look at look at what you have so if you're doing a video for a company you look at what they have or it's a video in here you think of um i guess you sort of capture in your brain of what, what do you want? And then you go online and look at other sort of similar videos and go, well, how have they done it? How can I do it better? Or how can I do it but with this? So um, it's kind of
0: retrospect, like w- working backward.
1: Yeah, yeah, in a way, so you get like... So you go from this is what they want... And then you, you can unpick. take it back and back, yeah, yeah until like, you get the simplest idea of, you know, you, you think, oh, uh, um, the whole idea is about, like, I don't know, community or something. That's the idea. And then you get right, well... Maybe, oh, I watched a film that has this thing about community or I watched this YouTube video and you, you can sort of take bits of other things. It doesn't have to be a video. Um, yeah. And then you put them all together. I think and, that's
0: interesting because, as a, like, as a painter, like, for me, like, I saw this vid- video <laughs> yeah. and it was about um, how, like, basically all artists are just, like, what they produce is just a contribution of everything that they're yeah. influenced by. You're just bashing everything together to make something new. I think that's kind of the same with... Maybe I
1: don't know the point that you're making there. I think yeah, there's um, there's no such thing as an original idea. It's always multiple ideas combined into one, and that makes it sort of original, but also kind of doesn't. And like uh, yeah, with painting, I think um, a lot of it is you look at someone and you go oh, I want to do something similar to that and then you look at someone else and Oh, something similar. just to bash that. it all together yeah but then the issue is you're never going to be able to replicate that so you take your own spin on it and that ends up being your original content um, and I think with like businesses and marketing everyone wants everyone I think a lot of the briefs you'll get um, are people looking at some other company or someone else and saying we want that we want our version of that advert we want that, our version of that and then I think your sort of role is to say to them, well, we can't do that, or we can do that, but then we're just going to get told we're copying someone else. Yeah. And then finding that medium of, well, how do we do that, but make it ours. Yeah. Uh, and that's always the difficult thing, especially when I think a lot of people now are still coming to terms with video concepts and don't understand that. Um, okay, I had a project I'm still sort of working on uh, on the side at the minute. And they turned to me one day and was like, oh, this video's great, but we've had a change of heart. We want a lot of this now. And mm-hmm. well, that's so that frustrating. Wise. Yeah. Because oh. they
2: don't understand how much time and effort exactly. goes into making something creative.
1: And then when you say to them, oh, yeah, but we'll have to sort out a new um, invoice and there'll have to be more money involved because, you know, I've already done 15 hours. I need another 10 hours to do these changes.
2: And then the and relationship and it's a it's, a it's a rebrief, so... Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and I think people still come to terms with Cause the other thing about video is uh, it's so time-consuming there's no shortcuts really like
2: um, unless you had a template but yeah. that's, that's what you're trying to avoid when you're trying to make something unique right yeah
1: although those templates can be really good like some of the stuff we've talked about before they're massive time savers, and that you know you yeah. can, and it, you can still make it original but also make something really incredible for at
2: the time mm. I was, oh, was going to ask you do you have any like inspirations because I know we've talked about Casey Neistat and yeah. Peter McKinnon before
1: um, yeah I think a lot of it so I did like film in college and uh, I always sort of love film so a lot of it's like directors that I like and just the bits of films that I was sent a look to him, so um a director called Edgar Wright, they probably all know. No. Oh, um, <laughs> no.
2: Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm yeah, yeah, not yeah. that educated. You
1: know, uh, <laughs> Scott Griffin Best the World. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Hot Fuzz, The yeah. uh, World's End, stuff like that. Um and he has he's really unique. Um so he has like these quick cuts and it'll zoom things like oh, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. More inspirational to me than anything else because these are people that
0: are better than anyone else at doing
2: what they do i like who's the guy that did like (laughs) rulan
0: dyslexia strikes again you know that fast pace like kind of and it's like a kind of similar theme with like um what was it uh romeo and juliet like the new one like i like that fast pace kind of almost like a bit humorous like the grandpa's buddha
2: yeah. I oh really
0: my God! The
2: <laughs> <Grand> <laughs> Stop! I love that. I was going to mention it. I love that film. I love that film. So okay.
0: I can't so get my words out. This is. Something's I can't believe wrong. I've done that twice.
2: Are you hydrated? <laughs> Are you okay?
1: <laughs>
0: I think so. Um, yeah. No.
1: That that film. If you look at behind the scenes of that film. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Ridiculous. Like so. Um, the train scene. Yeah, the train yeah, yeah, scene yeah, yeah, yeah. classic. To, when they're on the train go and they have like this little weird carriage thing with a camera on. There's loads of little bits and that when, um, when you take yourself behind the camera, and you start going, who comes up with this? Like who's yeah. putting this together and going like, what? I watched um, a film called Midsommar last night.
2: Oh, the new one, the horror yeah, film. Yeah,
1: and uh, I still don't know my opinion on it. It was very weird. Is it scary? Um, um, no, it's more The trailer makes it look scary. crazy. Yeah. Um, What's this?
2: It's, uh, it's some but horror like a film
1: that's come out and it's about uh, Swedish holiday or something yeah it's like a Swedish cult almost um, and these people from America go to visit the cult I don't want to spoil it because. Okay. but and it gets very weird very quick um, and that's by a production company called A24 and they're like really on top of the game for stuff like this and I think um, obviously there's a massive gap of what I'm doing with my tiny little DSLR and what they do with massive cameras yeah and all the gear in the world but looking at stuff like that and then trying to replicate the quality they produce with what you have and also accepting it's not going to look anywhere near the same yeah um, that's normally how you get your sort of best quality stuff because if you um, yeah. you sort of like strive to go as far as you can obviously fall short to some degree but Mm. Yeah, I, watched,
2: exactly. I watched a YouTube panel a while ago and one of the creators said they purposely don't go on YouTube to watch other YouTube yeah. videos because they don't want to be influenced and they don't want to churn out the same sort of they don't want to follow the trends almost they don't want to fall into that sort of category of you know how certain months it'll be like oh uh, hot knife challenge <laughs> and all that they don't want to get pulled into that so they, just don't, they purposely don't go on YouTube they just upload and make their own videos so do you ever have that worry where you're just going to sort of fall into a trend
1: in a way yeah i think i see it with a lot of youtube is a good example because it's quite quick turnaround content so a trend happens yesterday you've got to do it you know today you wake up i've got yeah. to make my video on that and there's a lot of youtubers i know we're talking about casein and Pete mckinnon and yeah. look at them and they are really heavily inspired by them and it's yeah. really obvious um and yeah i think it takes away from it a bit and then the same way with you know, marketing and advertisements, and even social media campaigns. If you're replicating someone else's, so if you're replicating something someone's already done, you're never going to have the same results. If you look at someone's social media campaign, look at the graphics they use, look at the video they are using, and go, "Let's make that." You make that, you send it out. It's already been done. There's no
2: yeah. It doesn't have the same impact. As yeah, there's no one. shock
1: to it of like, oh, look at this. It's like, oh, they've done the they've done the McDonald's thing, or like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you, like, I guess in any industry, you've got to be careful that you don't replicate. Um,
2: Sometimes you get this situation though, where you'll have say McDonald's do an advert and it, it does well. Sometimes you get, you know, Boking who does like a almost an extension of that ad and they sort of yeah. reference ad and I think that works well, but almost, you know, better. Cause you can see just eat now they've, they've, they're doing their ads where they heavily incorporate the whole Love Island sort of thing. Yeah. I think that works well.
1: Yeah, I think parody works really well yeah. with everything. And that's the one, parody. If you think, like, movies or adverts, it's, it's almost like an inside joke that everyone's in on. Yeah. When you look at something like Love Island, that's literally the biggest reality TV show of all time, and then put it in an advert, everyone recognises that as a Love Island. But when you think about it in the moment, you think, oh, I like, that's Love Island. I know Love Island. Yeah. And you don't realise that everyone else has the same uh, conclusion. And it's, it, it's a, you know, it works quite well to, to get people thinking like, oh, wow, this is, this is made for me because it's something I enjoy when it's made for everyone. Mm.
0: So <clears throat> what businesses do we think can benefit from video? Because I think arguably all businesses can benefit from video Definitely. because... More customers are on video than ever before. Uh, In comparison to long-form business content, I think 32% of people will thoroughly consume that, whereas 55% will thoroughly consume a video instead. Mm. Um, You can search videos on Google. Um, You can have live videos, and that taps into the whole authenticity aspect. Um, and they can be video can be used alongside current marketing techniques. So blogs can be turned into vlogs. Like it just has the potential to kind of extend your content a little bit further. So, do you think the scope for video everywhere?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think what I was reading about, and I've, I've got it up here, is a lot of uh, like B two B marketing agencies have started to. Use video as a mode of research, and um, working with clients, they'll say, "Oh, we need to get this." You know, uh, so they're working with a client that makes, I don't know, hand cream. They say, "Oh, we need an advert to, to talk about the hand cream." But then I think the gap you have there is they're then going and hiring someone else to make that and selling it. Um, so I think if you're talking about businesses with in-house video. I think everyone can benefit from video, and I think everyone can benefit from in-house video if you use it correctly. I think what um, what we've sort of done here is is quite smart in the way of you don't just have to market for other people; you can you market yourself as well. Everyone does it every day, like you know. You, Everyone's their own brand. Yeah, exactly. You dress in a way, you talk in a way, everything to make yourself almost marketable to other people. Um, so I, I think businesses. Um, if they're you know, a, a coffee shop or a marketing agency or an estate agent everyone can use video in their own way and everyone can benefit from it and it doesn't have to be £5,000 of camera gear and you know like I always say to everyone when someone says oh you can't take your camera in here you go well I've got a camera on me I've got my phone that's got a ridiculously good quality camera yeah, like, yeah. Um, and when people say oh we don't have the tools to make a good video or you go look in your pocket like if you're an estate agent and you want to show a client a house you're going to turn and sell some, take your phone out take a video of the, vi- of the house walk around it and instead of them going looking at three pictures they can go oh what's the bathroom's like you know, oh, here's a video of the bathroom's like
0: I've noticed that when I was looking for a flat like a few months ago there's more and more like virtual like yeah.
1: Yeah, videos tours. of
0: like touring and I think that's so handy and convenient
2: for It gives you a better sense of space as well because yeah, you know, photos. Well, it kind of I think makes everything
0: look a bit longer, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, I know. But as in, like, that's that first step, which is like, I actually really do want to go see this now because sometimes two photos which are a bit flat, you just think, I don't know.
2: They can get creative with their photos as well. Sometimes you go and you're like, oh, this is a massive garden, and you go around, it's just literally a square of grass, and you're like, oh, disappointing. Um, yeah, and it's like with things
1: like that, I always think companies don't need to be afraid to be honest with video. Yeah. If you don't have this insane camera gear, don't feel like you have to, you know, if you just want, um, something to show that you're at a project or you're at an event, you can edit a video on your phone, put it out. And as long as, I think as long as you avoid, um, certain sort of templates and looks that people, um, Think oh this is this was made on iMovie or whatever yeah you can make something really professional with your phone um, there's a phone uh, there's a phone there's a film called Insane I think that was filmed all on a phone oh right um, and it went it was in the cinema and it's like it's
2: they would win awards
1: um, I can't remember if it did and I do remember as well the phone is just the body and then they have a lens on it you know, oh, it's okay. not just like, But the principle
2: behind it is yeah anybody can be a filmmaker, I guess.
1: Yeah, that, well, that's the other thing is you don't need a videographer. I'm probably working myself out of a job here, yeah. like, <laughs> like You don't need... It, there's I think there's a gap between that specialist person who's going to make something that you can't make because your skill sets are different. Um, but then there's also that thing of oh, let's just get my phone out and take a picture or take a video or you know, or get a GoPro that's £100. And the first camera I ever bought was a GoPro. And it didn't have a screen on it. You just sort of point it at someone to take a picture and hope. I went to yeah. Morocco
0: and filmed with a GoPro, like, and then made a video out of it. And it, honestly, it's the best thing I've ever met. Like, as in, I was like, wow, yeah. we made GoPro this, too. like...
1: Oh, especially when you take that GoPro underwater and that's like... Oh, with, like, music in the did background. you ever get the head strap? Uh, no. I, I love those. I bought, I remember when I was... About 14, I got my GoPro. the first GoPro that came out. Um, Is that the hero? Yeah. Yeah, that's I got here. Yeah. I must have bought 30 pounds of, like, cheap second-rate accessories. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> oh, a, a strap for your dog, a strap for your cat. And it was like, I'm <laughs> going to use half of these. Um, yeah, but at the same time, they're so versatile. And you could go around... Um, I don't know why I was talking about real estate so much, but you could go around the house with a GoPro on the wide-angle setting, show people a house, and they go, "Wow, that's a really good-looking video." You know, the, the other house I'm looking at buying, they just have two pictures taken on someone's potato phone, like yeah. <laughs> it, it's the difference between, and I think the quality.
0: The quality is a reflection that people think, like, well, if this is how much effort they're putting into the video, like, that reflects who they are and what they offer, I think. So you don't need the highest production equipment, but the effort that goes into it, like, it's a small upgrade from, like, a GoPro, from, like, whatever you're saying. And I think it can go a long way.
2: Yeah. Um, A while ago, Casey Neistat, I I feel like he's one of the go-tos in this sort of field. Oh, definitely. But he made a video saying... um, it's great to have, you know, fancy equipment, but the audience care about the the actual content. Yeah. So you can't mm-hmm. be recording on a potato phone. Like so <laughs> if it's a good story, people will stay and listen to it.
1: Well, I think if you watch look it. at... Um, there's, there's films, and I'm always taking it back to films, I don't know why, but there's films that were shot in, you know, like really early cinema, and they don't have sound. And they're missing all these elements, where now if you had a film with no sound people would go what's yeah. the sound going and they say it's black and white you'd go why is it black and white but the storytelling is so good visually that um, it doesn't matter yeah and I, I think we talked about storytelling in marketing a lot recently because
2: in the knowledge
1: yeah exactly mm-hmm. at the, end the, of the knowledge day, all all anyone wants is a good story and you can sell them anything um, with a lot of clothing brands will notice, a lot of brands like that that have this whole thing of, oh, here's you know, a guy with tattoos on his face and smoke. It's like the kind of edgy thing, and it's like, oh, people go, oh, wow, like, I wish I was a part of that. Oh, here, buy their clothes. Yeah. And you, yeah, if the storytelling's good, like, you, know, you can tell a story with an image, you can tell a story with whatever. And I guess you guys probably notice a bit more than me with marketing campaigns and social campaigns that, a lot of people now are probably focusing a lot more on, um, I guess, like, life and, yeah, not as much just buy our product, you know, you know, those old, like, um, old adverts where they'd be like, the greatest toothbrush ever made. Yeah, now it's
2: more focused on the customer and the customer yeah, experience. Yeah, and
1: it's, you wake up every morning, you use our toothbrush, and then you go to a successful job with your, it's you not so much, the, the toothbrush
0: tooth- makes it happen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. well,
1: that's how they sell it, isn't it? Like, yeah. Um, there's you know you think Pepsi and McDonald's advertise for the World Cup and it shows someone drinking a Pepsi and then playing football mm-hmm. and it's like oh that's the lifestyle of Pepsi in it's like. I think
2: you know, what they go for now is you know a, a, say Pepsi you drink Pepsi your, your success in that sort of film where you know wake up drink Pepsi play football your success doesn't come from Pepsi but Pepsi helps towards you. Yeah. it's like part of the steps of it people, needs to be part of yeah. your life yeah so it doesn't, no, I it doesn't every seem as forced.
1: To have a Pepsi, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that's where it'll go more and more. Where I, I think as well with influencers, if you look at social media influencers, they're selling you a life. They're it, with Love Island, they're selling you, oh, we've got loads of money and we lie around all day. We're like perfect bodies and f- perfect tan skin and all this, and this is our life. And you can get involved in us by watching our show and following us online yeah. and trying to be like us. Um, and that's what they're selling. And I think video is king when it comes to that, because you can tell such a good story with video and you mm. can have people talking and you can, you can combine almost bits of everything. You can have, you know, it's, it's moving images, it's audio, it's whatever you want it to be. And it can be in that 30 second clip, which then someone scrolling through their phone stops on for 30 seconds. You have that retention that you don't get with a photograph and you hold them and go, this is what we're selling you. Here's for 30 seconds. Okay, now go on with your day and that'll pop up in your mind later when you're you know, you picking which coffee you want and you go, oh, Starbucks made a great video. Yeah. Or their farms in Kenya or something. you go, oh, I want a Starbucks now. <laughs> um,
2: Speaking of 30 seconds, um, do you find it difficult to record on different platforms? Because I know there's different optimum links for different social platforms. So for example, uh, Facebook at the moment, their optimum length is three minutes. Instagram's thirty seconds. Twitter's forty-five seconds. Then LinkedIn's also again three minutes. Definitely. So um, when when you shoot one video, do you have like all these different things in mind?
1: Yeah. Well. Or so a lot of what you for post? social is put Would you make it
0: down. as in the make make it comply with the shortest one so it can then be circulated through all?
1: Yeah, I think um, for me, I think. I don't, were you saying that? I
2: think Instagram's the shortest. I yeah. third of, Oh, you got Snapchat, which is five seconds. Yeah. But, but we've decided in, yeah. already
0: that Snapchat is dead. Snapchat is dead. <laughs> is dead. <We> <laughs> like I've, Snapchat. I've
1: listened to that. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Instagram is shortest. Th- these are stats coming from um, Dan Slee. Dan Slee is a sort of guy on the internet who's put out these stats.
0: Zim, would it, if you've got loads of content would you then repurpose it and make some a bit longer cut edit some a bit shorter or would it be let's make one video which complies with all of the lengths and just whip it out there
1: i think a lot of what we tend to do is because I, I always think it's difficult to make a short video in 30 seconds and it's not you know it's not impossible it's easily done but i prefer to make like a seven minute video that describes everything you need to know and You get the information in the first minute, but yeah, yeah. so what you end up doing is cutting that 15 seconds of important content, Um, and I think the issue I find with that is, a lot of the time, it's hard to get three good sentences in 15 seconds, or, you know, if you're cutting from something longer, it's really hard to get that perfect 15 second clip, whereas... If I put a camera to your face and say, oh, will give 15 seconds of you singing or something," you can do it for 15 seconds. Um, and it, it's difficult to balance when you have so many different social platforms. It's like when you,
0: sorry, when you had no. a video on Instagram, and you know, when you couldn't have it for longer, you used to like scroll across and you'd be like, "Well, which bit's the best bit yeah. that I could include?"
2: It's it's frustrating. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's just better to do in post, like you say, make sure you get the best bits and not just you know shoot all in one chunk and then just have to sort of... I don't know, it's like...
1: Yeah. The other thing as well is it's so time-consuming making uh, different length videos for all these social media Mm. platforms that you finish that film you've made that's seven minutes long and took you ten hours. And then you go, okay, I've got another two hours of just cutting chunks out. Um, And it's like... It's really awkward to to cut it down into tiny little sections and go, oh God, I've got enough to spend another two hours making something that's quality when this project should already be finished. Like, yeah. uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to balance.
2: I feel like this could be a different podcast, but what about the evolving fields of film? So you've got like VR now, uh, obviously you can get the really cheap sort of headsets. You can yeah. do it with your phone. You also got a uh, 360 video. You can do that on YouTube. You don't even need a headset. So, uh, do you want to sort of break into that? Are you interested in that yeah. field?
1: Um for me, it's, it's not scary, it's exciting, but um, I think you see it a lot now with a lot of companies that have started to use, like, AR and VR. And, yeah. You know, you turn up to, like, a trade show or a show, and they have, oh, you put on this headset, and you walk through, like, our building in Singapore, or you do this, and I think it's... It's exciting in a way, um, and I don't think I'll ever get too invested in it unless that's sort of where marketing trends or yeah. we'll have sort of, you know, video trends towards more people doing content like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting because it's difficult to say you can't predict what's going to happen in the next year um, yeah, you just
2: have to roll with it don't you
1: yeah like if you look at vertical video that was everyone said no why are you filming you know why film portrait and then a year later everyone's doing it and yeah then,
2: last night I was watching Instagram TV yeah. I actually really enjoyed it
1: exactly it's so hard to know where things are going to go so AR could have been massive last year and then next year it might disappear and yeah I think it's quite hard to think oh I'm going to learn to get really good at uh, AR video or VR, or when it's such a volatile mm. uh, part of it, like, because you, you really don't know where it will go, and uh, it's difficult to think, you know, if we make this campaign of selling this AR product or this, you know, VR video, what happens if when we produce it, once it's done being produced and we put it out, that no one's interested? Mm. Um, so it's, it's difficult to know, and I, I think I'd want to see how long it hangs around for before committing to to learning more about something like that yeah. um, but I think you can't wait too long because then you miss it and a lot of people with video now have waited so long to learn about video and learn to use video that um, they, they now go oh we've, you know, we're 10 years behind everyone else now we've got to start playing catch up yeah. um, and that's the worst situation you can be in yeah I think. Go on, sorry.
0: No, sorry, you finish.
1: All right, well, I was going to say, do you guys see the sort of trends and improvements in VR and AR and the 360 video, or do you think it's just sort of a, another gimmick?
0: Personally, I think AR and VR and all that is going to rev- only revolutionise and build. I, I don't think it's going anytime soon. I think everyone's jumping on it, and I think it's, only, it's a step on, like, many advancements. There'll be something which evolves on it and builds on it, but I think that is the direction
2: it's going. Um, I think it it tends to spike and pop up, and it has done in the past, but back then, it was very expensive to be a part of it. Uh, People didn't understand it, but these days, people are a lot more uh, knowing about technology and how to edit and how to film. Uh, It's also a lot cheaper. You've got Google Cardboard. Yeah, the accessibility is just most smartphones can do it so it's a lot more accessible as well so I think it's more likely to stay around this time around so yeah I And think I think it because
0: it's not a hollow concept it's something that genuinely facilitates communicating something and delivering an idea um yeah. so it's not hollow I think things that don't last are things that are hollow and I think it genuinely does a good job at what it does um so before we wrap up I just want to say I think what a great thing about video is is the like the diverse range of communications that it can actually like facilitate or communicate. So I think it's got a huge place in like internal and external communications in business. So for sales enable- enablement internally, you know, you can do live CEO broadcasts internally, yeah, I saw that. interviews, things like that. Like, So it's got scope within that, but it's also got a massive scope in external communications. You know, it can play a huge role in marketing for, you know, speedy and putting like crisis management out there quickly. Yeah,
2: definitely.
0: Um, what else can it do? It can help build on a brand. So I think it's just the main point for me about video is it's so versatile and it can help communicate so many different things
2: yeah yeah i was gonna say yeah definitely versatile because you've got so many different types and You've got live like we said 360 vr ar so yeah it's, it's definitely out there i think everybody should jump on it yeah, yeah. We,
1: we could continue talking about it for three hours <laughs> i was gonna say this has been a bit so like, it's like
2: it's been a bit like picking your brain hasn't it yeah picking the brain of a uh a videographer yeah
1: and it's like we could keep going and I don't know. It's such a big topic. of of some of this, Yeah. Like, and it grows every day and yeah. it's so hard to scratch the surface and say, this is video because like, as you were saying that, it comes into everything. Yeah. You know, there's a million different ways you can use video and next year there'll be another 10,000 ways and it's just growing more and more and more and more. And like, well,
2: I think it's because of people like you though, who are experimenting and using it every day and you develop, you know, methods and techniques. So it's it's down to people getting out there and doing it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think because of how accessible it is, there is, you know, someone comes up with an idea and it just, yeah, as you're saying, develops and develops and develops and then it's something completely new and then a business or someone looks at that and goes, oh, we want that, takes that, improves on it and it develops and develops and becomes a new idea and, you know, it's just expanding and expanding and expanding and there's more and more people getting involved in it every day.
2: Nice, cool. I all think right. that's a
0: nice conclusion. Well, thanks for joining us, Sam. Hopefully, Very we'll get you man. on some more episodes. Yeah,
2: definitely. If we nice. can convince you. And maybe you never know, we'll see a a live not a live video, but a video. Yeah, we'll get the a in the video Yeah. Stick to our word. All right. Nice. We've been 99 P
0: Gen Z. You can follow us on.
2: I'm just going to say everything. Okay, at this cool. point, we've got okay. so many, but you know the ones: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter pod bean pod bean <laughs> trying to really force that pod bean oh, I love
1: pod bean pod bean's
0: great uh, <laughs> just reminds me of coffee
2: yeah like
0: beans in a pod
2: yeah pod bean <laughs> bit of a weird one but yeah spotify instagram anchor there you go
1: all the best yeah five star five star
2: rating please yeah okay thank you guys bye bye